It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boomus Rusty, what is up, everyone? It is Monday. Back at it again. Uh, it's going to be a number of episodes this week. Not sure of the number. I believe it's one more today and then one on Wednesday and one on Friday. So, like four episodes this week, I think. That's what it's looking like right now. Got some on my screen. I don't know what that was. But anyway, so thank you, everyone, for being here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEEBN. And I am your host, Rusty Diamond. And that's what's up. That's what's going on today. It is Monday, like I said. So you guys, happy Monday, because Mondays are a good day. And if Monday is not, if you dread Monday, fucking change it. Change it. Stop dreading Monday. Monday. Don't be a little bitch. Mondays are fucking cool, and they can be cool. And if they're not, change it. Do something different. You're not too old. You're not too old. Even if you're fucking 90 years old. Maybe you're too old then. But if you're like 70, you're still not too old. But if you're 90, ah, fuck, whatever. Do it. Do whatever you want. But if you're under 90, if you're like probably under 82, 83, you can fucking change whatever you're doing. So make Monday a fun day. So I'm going to bring on a special guest right here right now because it's Monday. This is her first podcast ever. So I think it's one of those things maybe I shouldn't have said that like, oh, this is my first time doing an open mic at a comedy show. You don't tell people till afterwards, but I told you right now. So I get to, I've got to uh, break a few people in here to the podcast game. So here's another. So my special guest right here right now is, that's what I forgot to do is Michelle Clowitter. Did I fuck that up? Is it Clowitter? It was pretty close. Clowitter. Clowitter. I knew there was something else we're getting. I normally like to ask that part. And I saw it. I looked up and I was like, I have to go and try to pronounce her name right now. But, um, I don't know. I, I like to make it a point to make sure that people names are pronounced correctly um because yeah i've i've heard a lot of different variations of <laughs> my name so it's like okay i don't want to have to have that for other people so um but yeah michelle thank you for being here on uh, on the show today i appreciate your uh presence and and being here and so yeah getting to take time out of your day and come say hello to the show well i appreciate you let me share my journey it's uh something i've wanted to do for years but i never put myself out there because i was all up in my head about it well i mean yeah and so getting out of your head and getting to a point where you just don't care anymore or care less um i've said this I bet 30 times on this show and probably, you know, 20 times in other places. Some of them might not have been the most appropriate place to say this, but uh, sometimes. uh, So 
when you shit your pants, you can't shit your pants anymore. <laughs> is kind of what I like to go by. And it'll probably be on my tombstone with cheese and extra pepperoni uh, <laughs> when I die. But, you know, like when, once you get to that point, it doesn't have to be rock bottom, I guess. I mean, you can still shit your pants and not hit rock bottom. And, but getting down to a point where, you know, you think this like, oh, this is really... It's not a good spot. Like I, I can, I can only go up from here, and you kind of are able to just let a lot of those filters really go. And I've, I've been there. I've lost a lot of filters, and it's really helped me. And the stuff where I've got to a point where it's been, yeah, I don't really care what other people think. Other things that kind of caught on the most mm-hmm. of things that I've done, where it's just been. You know, me being pretty open and um, yeah, I think I think it's important to get there. And so, I mean, well, I mean, what it was years and years of you holding that in. Like, what what did that end up doing to you on on the inside or the outside, holding that in for however long it may have been? Well, it's kind of like I was pretending to be what. I thought everybody wanted me to be because it didn't matter who I was. I didn't matter. What mattered was everybody else's happiness. Whatever I could do to make other people happy, that's why I was here. That's what I thought. And I kind of lost myself. And I'm still trying to find myself. Like if somebody was to say, well, Michelle, who are you? Well, I'm Jacob's mom. I'm a network marketer. No, that's not who I am. Like I'm still trying to figure out who am I? No outside influences to it, right? When right. somebody asks you who who are you, no, don't don't add take out everything that's around. What inside? Who are you? And that's where it was like, I have been hiding for so long, and part of it was I was ashamed of what happened during my childhood, what happened during college, what happened during my marriage. Part of it was because of all of everything that has happened to me did I really matter? Does it matter who I am on the inside? And it wasn't just until probably six, seven years ago that I really even learned about like mindset and that it's okay to be who you are and all of that. And I was like, huh, this is like a whole new world, you know? And so I still, it's like, I find myself playing small a lot. Um, I find myself trying to fit in where it's like, I'm, I'm a square trying to go into a circle you know what I right. mean? Yeah. I know yeah. that one pretty well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's like, I, I've learned where I can catch, where I can see where I'm doing that. And I'm at the point, okay, now what? <laughs> That's an important step to get to though, because the, the, being aware of it is very important. And I mean, that's, that's when you can start, you know, noticing anything and then, but I mean, it's also like the stuff you were saying, the stuff that had happened to you, that also isn't you, though. Mm-hmm. Those those are things that happen to you, much much as the you know you are uh, you what your job you said I think you said network manager network marketing network marketing network marketing and uh, Jacob's mom, yep. which are also things that that happen to you, but are not you. Right. They Does don't define sense? me. Yeah, they don't, they don't define do- me. They don't define you. And so 
I mean, like, what what did that end up looking like or feeling like when that kind of hit and actually was ended up being more than that those words spoken? That that's where you were. What was there a spot where that hit? Yeah, um, I had gone to a a retreat that I was thinking was going to be all about business, and it ended up being more about mindset. And one of the things she had said is you have to feel to heal. And I personally was like, oh, I don't want to feel. That hurts, right? Right. <laughs> but um, I kept listening to what she was saying. I would do a little bit of what she would say. As soon as I'd start to feel like, oh, oh, breaks, you know, because I wasn't ready for it. Um, I've had to do it like a little bit at a time because there there has been a lot. But once I really got into it and I started sharing about my story more first to like close friends, you know, and then to others that I could see were struggling through something thinking they were alone. And I'm, I started opening up a little bit more. I had a sense of loss because it's like, I didn't, I didn't have a real childhood. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. And so it's like, my entire, I'd say until I was age 39, from my earliest memory to age 39, it was all, 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 all about everybody else. I never mattered. And, and I mattered to my mom. My mom was the best thing ever. She did the best she possibly could in her given situation. But like, that was it. You mattered, and, but you didn't know you mattered. Right. Yes. Yes, I did. And it's like, I can't go back and change anything that happened to me, but even through all of that, I still stayed kind. I still tried my best to be happy and positive and try to find little things throughout that I could be happy and positive about. Right. right. And then when my son was born was about seven years into my marriage. Um, my ex was a drug addict and an alcoholic. And I was constantly fighting, trying to keep him sober to try to help get him through the next drug and at the same time being a mom and I want to say my son was probably about four or five when I realized I couldn't do it all and then I kind of felt stuck I'm like I I didn't feel like I had the strength to leave but yeah. knew I couldn't stay and I knew couldn't it wasn't stay. healthy for my son so right. I kind of started you know just taking my son out we would go do things together and just trying to stay away from the house as much as possible and then I did have the strength to kind of push my ex out of the way and it seems weird to say it like this but I basically how, helped push ahead. him into another woman's arms so he would leave me how how does that happen how, I what, just what? I just yeah, this is an interesting approach I didn't have the strength to say leave get out i was afraid i was scared um i i had been threatened with if i left with my son i would never see my son again he would kidnap him and i wouldn't see him and okay. my son was the only thing oh boy here comes the emotions it's okay you can go through them well that's why we're it's okay you at the time, time my son was the only thing that mattered and i did everything possible to give him a happy childhood which he did thankfully um but I knew once he got older, 
he would see what was going on, which now he's 19 and we've talked and he saw more than I thought, of course. As you know, they do. Yes, yes. Um, but he saw how strong I was and how much I tried for him. And so I just, I made it all about him and I wasn't, I mean, if my ex had not been a drug addict and an alcoholic, when he was sober, he was kind and he was caring. Right. But it went away. It, it had gotten so bad for him. He, he couldn't control it. And so I pushed him just by not being there for him and constantly saying no. Um, sometimes no didn't matter to him, but I just kept doing it. And he would go on social media and just start messaging women. And he finally found one that wanted him to come up there. And it was, it was actually kind of funny because um, he had cheated on me a few times throughout the marriage anyway. So I knew it wouldn't be hard. And yep. uh, he here. He called me out to the garage and he had told me he was going to see a concert, but he didn't know where it was. He didn't know where he was going to be staying, but he knew the dates. I was like, okay, I knew what was happening. I didn't mind because that meant he would be out of the house for the weekend and I could relax. I wasn't walking on eggshells. And so when he came back, he was like, hey, I have a job opportunity up there. And so I'm moving there and I'm moving on this date. I was like, okay. And he's like kind of a little confused because I wasn't upset about it. Right. I was like, I just need to figure out how to tell Jacob, you know. And so I actually took off from work so that I could help him pack the U-Haul. And I was like, here, do you want this? Do you want this? How about this? <laughs> and so I mean, what, what did that happen? What did that feel like? And I mean, where did that kind <sighs> of put everything and where that put, uh, like, is he still in contact with? You or his, your son? Well, sadly, his uh, heart gave out last year. Um, before he died, we were in contact again. Um, and I told him I had forgiven him. And he was very apologetic for everything that happened. So we had a lot of closure. Um, at the time that he had told me he was leaving until he left, there was like a two week period. And that was the hardest two weeks of my life because I was terrified he was going to change his mind and stay. But the moment he drove away, there was such a huge weight lifted. And even though I was still struggling financially, it didn't matter because I knew I was safe. I was finally safe in my life. And uh, I tried to help him stay in our son's life. And, um, our son decided at age 13 that he didn't want to be in contact with him anymore. He was tired of the lies of the constant, okay, I'm, I'm giving it up. You know, um, I would keep him updated on his dad. And when his dad got really sick, I did ask him if he wanted to go visit him. And he did not. At first, he didn't even want to talk to him. But I told him, I was like, I want to talk to him so that I have some closure. Would you be willing to sit next to me? And I had done that because I wanted him to have that opportunity if he wanted to. And he ended up talking to him. He did want to talk to him. And so he got closure as well. And uh, even throughout everything, like he, it was uh, seven years that we were divorced before he died. Um, I never talked bad about his dad. I constantly let him know how much his dad loved him and that it was the drugs and alcohol. It had nothing to do with him. And I would give him the good stories of his dad, the the funny things to laugh about, you know. And yeah. even though it was hard, I did it for Jacob. Because it's not fair to the kid because the 
it wasn't the kid's fault that our marriage was the way it was. It wasn't right. his fault that his dad was a drug addict and an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's all it's also easy for you to shit all over him as well. Shit all over yeah. your ex-husband and just be like, this guy's a piece of shit. He's a loser. He's a fucking asshole. He's fucking everything up. Don't talk to him. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot that goes that way too. And um, yep. And I could have know. easily put, I would push just a little bit. I was like, are you sure you don't want to talk to him? If he would say no, you yeah. know, um, because I wanted him to to realize, and I would tell him all the time, it's not going to bother me one bit. If you want to talk to him, if you want to have a relationship with him, you know, and, and we've talked since and uh, he does regret not going to see him at the hospital, but he's, he's grateful that he did it talk to him and get some closure there yeah you know? absolutely and i think yeah that's a a big help and so then when was it like then where did it go, come to be it's because i mean well like staying strong for for your son at the same time, neglecting yourself. What was that setting up for for him to learn? Was that I mean, was that setting up for you know him to learn that? I because I, I don't know because I mean like what what I mean, would would you have done the same thing or would you have done something differently to been able to take some more time for yourself even though i you know you need to go and take care of your son but yeah i mean do you feel like you could have done better a different way or are you, do you are you i mean i don't think there's a parent on earth that doesn't look back and wish they had done something different um i do have a lot of mom guilt that i stayed in that marriage as long as i did knowing what he did see um but honestly i have learned you can't change the past anyway so you just have to grow from it. You, you're not defined by your past. I'm not defined by all the traumatic events that happen or happened to yep. me. So I feel like what I had taught my son that even in the worst of times, you can still smile. You can still laugh. You can still have a good time. And even though we didn't have the money, we would just go out to the park or something and go for a walk, you know, just to get away. Um, I would save up to where we could go to the movies. And what's funny is, after the divorce and when I got into network marketing, I actually never thought it would be something I would do because who am I anyway? <laughs> I can't sell anything, you know, um, but it actually turned out to be a very successful thing to where I actually had money. And so it became a every Friday night we would go to the movies. Oh, and okay. It became our thing. And um, that continued until... He was 18. The only reason we haven't done it for the past year is we've been traveling the United States in a motorhome. So it's a little different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, how's that been going? Uh... Oh, gosh. So first, it's been a learning curve for me to drive a 32-foot motorhome. <laughs> sure. So you got a 32. Uh, that's, that was a size that I, I was just looking at. And that, so you have to, those, that's a big. Big yeah, guy. you don't want to drive it during high winds. <laughs> sure. It's a big brick. Okay. Um, yeah. But there was like, it, it's been the best thing I could have ever done as far as for my son and I. Um, I've given him so many experiences and let him see so many different states. And that's kind of where it came from. It was like, 
you know, when I, when I was raised and born, it was in North Carolina, North okay. Carolina was all I knew. That was where my life was supposed to be. And he's at the age now he had wanted to take a year off before he went to college or something. I was like, well, why don't we sell the house and buy a motor home and we'll take the pets and we'll just travel. And his best friend lives in Idaho. And I was like, so we'll take our time. And we literally did. Um, first, we traveled up to North Carolina for his dad's memorial. And then we just traveled across the U.S. and we visited so many state parks and, and views and things. And he wants to be a photographer. So I made sure we got to places that he could get pictures and stuff like that. And just spending a lot of time together and just him seeing the possibilities that were out there and seeing all the different states he's been able to see. That way he can make his own decision about where he wants to live. You're not stuck just because you were born in that state or you're living in that state that you can't leave and go anywhere else. I wanted him to be able to know what he could do. And uh, we ended up getting to Idaho in June. We picked up his best friend and went to Yellowstone for a couple of weeks. And that was amazing. Oh, uh, sure. And then when we came back, he didn't want to leave. <laughs> so are you still up in Idaho? Yes. <laughs> uh, what part of Idaho? Uh, right outside of Boise. Okay. All right. Um, I can give you a lot of cool places to go. Uh, you know, within kind of, I don't know, both, uh, kind of all over the state. I lived up yeah. in, up in the Northern part. And I also lived in, uh, in Salt Lake city. And then I, you have know, Boise, uh, Boise. Mm -hmm. I was gonna make sure I say it with the correct thing uh i know that area all right but yeah there's there's a lot of really cool stuff out there yeah. um yeah. it's beautiful so well his like i said his best friend lives here they've actually met through video games i want to say it was Fortnite. okay <laughs> that's um, cool yeah yeah and they stayed friends for years of course the first thing i did because he was much younger was okay get him on the video so i can pr make sure he really is who he says he is you know right and then last year, before we did the whole motorhome thing, um, his friend's mom had invited Jacob. So I we jumped on a plane. I flew him up here, and then I flew back home, and he stayed up here for a couple of weeks. Wow. And then I flew back, picked him up, and flew again. <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> trip. Um, so they got to connect and meet each other for real for two weeks, and they've still been best friends ever since. And so wow. I have a feeling he's not going to leave. I have no idea what my future holds. Right now, we're apparently wintering here. So <laughs> um, we'll see what happens come spring, you know. Yep. But that's kind of the cool thing with, with me be, having my own job and being able to work from home is I literally can do it from anywhere. Right. And it's so crazy when I think back to who I was and what I grew up with and what I knew to see myself doing this now. Like, yeah. Uh, the old, uh, you get a job by going up you with a, uh, your resume in hand, a good handshake, yep. Yep. uh, yep. look him straight in the eyes and you get yourself a job and you have that job for Well, long, at the time that time. network marketing was introduced to me, I actually worked at Virginia Tech in an office. And oh, okay. I always used to say it looked like my building cried because you know how older, like concrete brick buildings start getting dark marks from rain? Yeah, that's what the building was, and it was this stark white concrete room, and I was like, oh, "This is where I'm gonna have to retire." Like, I never <laughs> saw anything other than waking up and going to work and caring for my son and coming back. There was nothing else, and even though I 
finally was able to get away from my ex, I had bullies at work. Um, I had this one that I thought was a friend that I found out later because I saw the messages. I knew something was going on. I did what I probably shouldn't have. And I got on their her computer while they were at lunch and saw the chat between her and another coworker. And they were making fun of how I looked. They were making fun of what I was wearing. They were making fun of what I was going through with my ex. And I was heartbroken. She was the only friend I had. And so at that point, I had no friends. And my family's not very big. I have my mom, I have my son, and I have my ex-mother-in-law. <laughs> um, that's that's it. That's that's who I have for family. And so I was very, very alone, but I still chose to be happy and positive. And I can always find something to be grateful for every single day. And sometimes it may just be the fact that I opened my eyes and I can see. Being in Idaho, there's you can open your eyes anytime and be grateful. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's plenty right there. And then, so, so then your son, is he then living over with his best friend? Uh, so we're still you, living in the motorhome. You're still in the motorhome. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's tons out there, especially once it's going to get, uh, get colder yeah yeah you get you got when you're out there yeah the the uh, one thing i guess i can say without saying too much is uh once it gets a little cooler find out where the russians are and go where the russians are that's how you do <laughs> idaho they, they know where they know where to go right and right they're all they're always there so yeah um that's uh yeah i i think about that often uh we were yeah, if it wasn't for where we were living, if I was a little further out, I would have liked to have stayed around that area. And um, yeah, and it's it's nothing like the high desert. There's nothing nothing that compares to high desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very but, beautiful here. Yeah, and so I mean, are you? Do you think you're going to stay there? Or do you have anywhere else you're feeling like you're wanting to go? I mean. I would like to travel the northern states once it warms up again next year. Yep. You know, sure. um, I have two best friends now. One lives in South Carolina and one lives in Florida. Okay. I lived in Florida so for seven years before we grabbed a motorhome. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah. It's too hot and humid and too many bugs. Um, in fact, just this, this past couple of days, I had flown back to Florida to train with my company up on stage with my, with my one best friend. And, she was talking about she's going to get a condo on the beach and I'm going to come live there with her. And I'm like, I don't like the beach. I don't like the heat. And she kept trying different things to win me over. I'm like, it's not happening. She's like, Michelle, just give me this dream, please. <laughs> so as yeah. far as where I go, I honestly have no idea. Um, I'm not in any hurry right now. I don't want Jacob to feel like he's being forced out. Um, I want him to get on his own legs and decide what he wants to do, you know, um, but I don't ever want him to feel like, oh, my God, I'm 19. That means I have to leave. And I, no, you know, um, yes, when I was 18, I couldn't wait to get out of the house. But I had different reasons for wanting to get out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I honestly don't know what the future holds for me. I've honestly never been one because of what happened in my childhood to be able to look far into the future because I wasn't sure if I'd be there. 
Well, I mean, now you are though. It's still difficult. So I had somebody, um, I'm working on building up a empowerment and coaching business and they told me to write up my three-year and five-year business plan. I'm like, Ugh, that far in advance? I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> um, it is It is very hard for me to see that far into the future. I, I'm much better now, yeah. but it's a struggle. So do you think it's still from stuff from the past still looming around uh yeah and i mean yeah and have you gotten to work through any of that um so a couple of years it? ago i ended up doing emdr therapy to okay. go through the stuff that i went through in my childhood and it did help me release a couple of blocks it did help me to um that's where i got the whole got past to where i could talk about it to where it wasn't so emotional that I couldn't breathe. Um, yeah. I've talked with my mom about it. We've, we've come to terms on that as well. And I've made sure she understands. I don't blame her for anything that happened. You know, um, I love my mom. I know she loves me. It was a different time. And she was kind of similarly in a place like I was just a little bit different, but it's like, I can see a couple years of it. I can see I'm going to still be a success. I can see, I, I know I'm still going to be with my network marketing company because literally the product changed my life and the company has changed my life. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for it. Um, I have recently decided I wanted to start helping other trauma survivors because if I can do what I've done with everything that happened to me, I mean, I've went through, I was sexually abused by three different people, two man, two men and a woman throughout my childhood I got to college and I was raped I got married to a drug addict and an alcoholic and during that time period I was also sexually abused by another man so like I've been through so much, and that's just the the very traumatic stuff not everything in between we're generationally a poor family we've always rented we've always struggled we've always had to use wick and food stamps and all of that and I've been the one that's been able to break some of those generational curses and I can see now there's so much more to this world than just what was in my little bubble. And I can see how much more there is out there. And I just want so many others that are in where I was to realize that there is more. You can get past what happened to you. It's not going to define you. It's always going to be there. It's always going to pop into your head at the worst times. Literally, when I got back from Florida, I almost didn't go to begin with because I was like, who am I to be up on that stage training? Why would they even want me, even though they asked me to be up there? And Why I do you still think that is? Because I, I still struggle with my identity, with who I am. I still, my mind wants to protect me and keep me in my little bubble because if I'm up on that stage and I'm talking, somebody's going to be laughing and pointing. That's what it's like, tries to point out. Nobody's going to want to hear what you have to say, which is completely wrong. There was You've laughter, your tears, and there was a pause. Obviously, You've they wanted to see something. But then when I came back, yeah. Well, then when I came, like when I asked to reach out to you about being on this podcast, it was terrifying to me. And then when you're like, oh, September, October, oh, thank God I got a long time to prepare for this, right? I checked my messenger, and there's, and I had messaged you about, about it or whatever and you're like oh yeah it's the actual podcast and my brain froze huh. even the good jump right in i i wasn't I gonna let you do I, if you were gonna say uh 
what let's let's do it as an interview i, I would have said no i wouldn't have i wouldn't have let you do it well i was so. sitting there when you had messaged me saying are you still up for it and i'm sitting there and my all these thoughts are going through my mind and i'm like why would you why would anybody want to hear from you like the same things i always have the same thoughts why does anybody want to hear from you who do you think you are you have nothing good to talk about blah 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 all the blah blahs the inner bully Right. And then you message me again, like, let me know. And I have learned to just say yes and figure it out later. Yeah, I mean, figure it out while you're doing the podcast. Yes. There's uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I remember the first one I was on, I was I was with my friend and we were walking through a park and it's like, we're going over to my friend's house and uh, I'm going to be on this podcast. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll come along. I'll sit there and and you know check it out too and then and they're like, oh yeah you're gonna be on it too I'm like okay well i don't have any time to prepare for anything or like think about it let's just okay let's do this and um yeah you kind of just get thrown in there thrown in the deep end sometimes and yep and see what you do and um so one other thing to kind of go back to with working uh through past trauma um so, uh, one thing I do where I don't charge, the only thing I don't charge for is, uh, I work, uh, I do hypnosis for people with PTSD Yes, and no charge is the only thing I won't charge for. I'll say that again because of what I can do in an hour, hour and a half can't there's like there's not a way that I have found that has worked better for anyone. And you know, if it's not me that if you if you want to do this, I'm I'm offering this up here for your, here for you. If you and like it may be several times because once you do it, like once you're gonna probably unravel the onion a, yes. a, a lot more and a lot more stuff is gonna happen. But the cool thing is. You don't have to tell me anything about what what's going on. It's all basically like I put you in the best position that you can be in to um, re relive what had happened and it'll pop into your head what it is. And then you just and then I'll give you little things to make it less and less impactful and you just keep experiencing it in your head until you're like that's not a big deal anymore and which sounds crazy right now and like and it's you know it's one of those it's so much easier to just say no i don't want to i don't want to experience it again but then you You have to heal something's going to happen and it's going to pop up somewhere and this is the best place to experience it and like i said if it's not me uh, oh no, I'm definitely all in. Uh, I've been following okay. you silently. <laughs> okay, well, you watching, know, you know, so yeah, sure. I'm definitely interested. Okay, uh, and the one, like yeah. I said, I've learned to say yes and figure it out later. And if somebody offers you an opportunity to where you can hopefully get through some blocks, like I was talking with my friends after the training, um, a couple of the leaders above me that we've become really good friends, and it's like. I'm so tired of every time I want to do something, 
of this inner bully stopping me because it's trying to protect me so I'm not hurt again. And I need to let that that younger Michelle know she's safe now. Yep. You know? uh, she totally is. And I mean, there's not uh like I like I was saying too, and like if it's gonna come up in some other way and it can come up in a way worse, way worse yeah. place than being and I, like you can be right there. And that that's another cool thing that I uh feel like I'm kind of just putting myself over right now. Um but you can be you can be sitting in your in your uh motorhome and you know you don't have to have that you can have the camera on if you want. I don't care if you do or not. But you don't have to be you don't have to go into some weird office or anything. Like it's just <laughs> you wherever just, I feel safe. Wherever you feel safe. And that's that's the thing. And then that'll be like the the best way you can experience any of this. And um yeah, I mean it's just something like and I, not everyone does Actually, nobody, nobody does the the PTSD like I do it. I have a specific way I do it that's different from everybody else. But the, yeah, the success rate spit is the reason why I do it, and I, I enjoy it just because of how simple it is and how how much it can change. As long as like, yeah, as long as you you want to and i mean it's yes i would it feels weird to say i'd be excited to hurt <laughs> but you should be you should but yes i i i've i've seen others get even further than me i still get triggered um it's something i've talked with my son about you know if, obviously we argue it's he's yeah. a teenager right and right. i still tend to shut down and become a blank face and withdraw when that happens and he started taking it personal he thought it was him and so i sat him down one day i was like you have to understand something about me i get triggered with raised voices and you're taller than me <laughs> yeah and so it and i didn't say it reminds me of my ex but that's what it is you know yeah. and i said so when you see me like get unemotional and back off and say i need a minute it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with this situation that we're in this argument we're in about washing the dishes or taking out the doll, cleaning the litter box, whatever. Right. Uh, but I, I don't obviously like the triggers. Um, yeah. I don't feel safe anywhere except unless I'm in my own area and like traveling through the airport by myself over these past several years. I've done it a lot. It's always so uncomfortable and I'm always so hyper aware of everybody around me. Like I constantly am looking the face the facial expressions, the yeah. the way they're holding their body, all this stuff. I I can't look at a family without wondering if there's abuse. Like I'm so tired of all that, you know. So I do lead a very happy, positive life now. I am very grateful for my life right now. But yes, I would love to be able to get past some of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean the stuff that you're saying is triggering is the stuff that probably should be worked on first, but like. So what happens though, sometimes like, I don't know, some people will go in for something thinking that it's this one thing that they want to have happen. Yeah. Something happened to them when they were, you know, 20. Uh, but then it's like, but then when they're in hypnosis and it's like, oh, something happened to me when I was eight that I need to take care of first. And then that's yeah. what pops in your head. 
that's what you're working through and then you can get back to that other part but that right the further back thing needs to happen first to be able yes. to do that and then you can start working away at the others and then they all just start falling and you I it's it's just something that I have learned when I go to anything not to expect what I think I'm expecting. Like I said, that very first retreat that I went to, it was a leader in my network marketing company. And she's this multimillionaire, super kind woman. And she's putting on this retreat. She didn't really say what it was. It was just a retreat for the team. And I'm like, oh yes, I'm I'm in. And it was actually in Vegas. I'd never been to Vegas before and the flights Ooh. were cheap. So I was like, okay. And I get there and I have my notepad and I'm already rah-rah business building. You know, how am I going to get customers this stuff? And within 15 minutes, I was crying. And I was like, what the heck? And she had called me up at one point and we were talking about this rank that I wanted to hit. And I was like, yeah, but it's never going to happen. But why? And what? she didn't let me just stop. And she kept going. And all of a sudden it ended up being, again, the thing I keep saying, who do I think I am? I'm a who nobody. Do you think you are? I don't belong up here. I'm not you guys like that's where it was and it's like I didn't expect that when I went and if I had known that when I went at that time I probably would have gone I wasn't ready but sometimes you have to do things even when you're not ready so that's where I got the whole say yes figure it out later yeah I mean who do you think you are exactly <laughs> <laughs> I mean there you go that that that's telling something about you there um yeah so I mean, yeah, there's always ways to get to a further place in your existence, whether it's going to be guided by you know the universe. Not yeah, the universe, or I mean, guided by whatever, and not you yeah. know thinking that this isn't for me, or and like anything that I think is not for me isn't for me. Mm -hmm. Whereas, or you know, is it? Yeah, this is this is what I'm doing, and like those things that have stopped me don't define me. They're not me. They're things though that I do need to work through and I I've worked through a bunch of stuff and there was a lot of stuff that I held on to for a long long time and was able to just get rid of it it took yeah. took years uh but and there's still like I mean there's still that was just like smaller things it's like well there, I guess there is this that you go and work on and just the more and more you work on yourself and be able to get past and learn and know that it's okay that it was something that that you went through but it's not you and look where you are now look where you're doing now i exactly. mean look who you are now you're exactly. still the same person but you're a different person for sure i'm me i was me. me before yep now you are you yeah you accepted it and you know that's that's when you can do whatever you want once you yeah. know you're you, uh, no one can be, be you better than yourself. Exactly. I'm uniquely so, me. Nobody else out there in the world is like me or like you. Yeah. Oh, thank God. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need two rusty diamonds in this world. Uh, one, one's plenty. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's important to be able to get. I just like for today, like just showing up today. That's that tells you something about yourself. Well, like I said before we first started, so again, you know, I almost said no because I'm scared. And yeah. then I woke up this morning. I was like, okay, everything's going to be fine. I look okay because my looks is a big thing. I always look and see fat and frumpy, even though that's not real, you know, but that's what my face sees. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I stopped wearing makeup over a year ago because it doesn't matter. This is my skin and my skin is beautiful. It's for yep. me. Right? right. And so then the internet went down and I had 20 minutes. And I was like, see, there's just another sign. I shouldn't do this. But I'm like, no, nope, I'm doing it. And I just grabbed everything and I jumped in the car. And so I'm getting up here to where the spot on the river that I know I have great service that I can do a mobile hotspot. And the drive up here, I get behind somebody that's slow and I'm looking at the time. I'm like, see, there's another sign. Like, that's what my mind kept telling me. Just message yeah. them. Um, you have no internet and you can't do it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Because even talking about it yes helps me part of this is selfish i want to get my story out i want to help others but somebody out there may listen to this and just one thing i said could change the trajectory of their life even if it's just making them love themselves a little bit more and so yeah that's one person matters. one thing mm -hmm. one person one thing yep that's it yep you know um you can appeal to the masses if you like uh, and you can also make that one person feel one thing yep. and change it, change everything. And that's just important. Exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, Michelle, thank you so much. You survived. Uh, you survived through, through this and you're thriving. So, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a, now, now you can go and podcast uh the world away and you can you can uh... you'll always be my first podcast rusty oh well thank you i hope <laughs> hopefully i can i can be your first and hopefully not your last exactly so um and apparently yeah, you can be my first hypnotist too so <laughs> yeah well and yeah that, and that's another thing like i was so i didn't believe hypnosis was the thing at, at all i was like nope nope it's <laughs> i don't believe it i don't believe it and then i learned that it's real and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> let's do this. And then yeah, now it's now it's a lot. Um, but yeah, let let me know. Give me a, a message and yeah, we'll set up a time we can do okay. this. Um yeah, I, I should be able to get some some time in here. I'm uh things are a little hectic right now, but yeah, I should be able to get you sometime. Like an hour and a half would be about what I need of okay. you and a quiet place I make my which own schedule like, so i'm pretty open i do too uh but i i tend to make my schedule pretty uh pretty chaotic <laughs> pretty hectic. and pretty hectic um yeah but yeah thank you so much for being on michelle and yeah it's thank great you. getting to talk with you and meet you and uh go have a great rest of your day all right thank you bye rusty bye all right that's michelle so you guys check her out that was her first podcast so uh do a lot better than my first podcast I don't know if my first podcast is still up on the internet anywhere. I don't even know, man. I hope it's not. Um, she's video. I don't even know, man. Yeah, I don't even think any of that stuff's up in there anymore.
it was on a thing called BCX Radio, and I don't think any of his things up things are up anymore. Yeah, I think you just deleted everything. Man. Wait, oh, there's one. I mean, that seems like something that was with, okay. So, yeah, that's gone. So anyway, you guys, thank you so much for being here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN. I'm your host, Rusty, and that is the show. Man, boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?